I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Stephanie. So we are back to discuss three more fall movies. <laughs> so let's just jump right in. The first one we're going to cover is Dating the Delaney's. This has Rachel Boston and Paul Campbell, where Rachel, her daughter, and her mother are all in the dating game. And so we have three different kind of love stories, although obviously Rachel and Paul are the main focus. All right. Setting. I gave it a three because it was not interesting. It was like a house and a school and her bakery. Well, you know, and what's interesting is I also gave it a three. But like the lady who visited the bakery was like, you're, I love the look of your bakery. And I thought the outside of the bakery was very plain. I mean, the inside mm-hmm. was kind of cute, right? But I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't like walking into the, I'm trying to think of the one, like the the one that she was in Christmas in Tennessee with Andrew Walker. Mm-hmm. And it had like yeah. these real high ceilings and it was like like that thing was just so inviting and like, oh, this was just like a, it was just like a strip mall bakery. Agreed. Which you saying mentioning, because I thought of the Christmas in Tennessee movie, obviously, because she baked in that one. And they mentioned that she's in Franklin in this movie, oh. which I assume is Franklin, Tennessee. Probably. So I'm like, where was oh. she in the other Tennessee movie? Who I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she was in Franklin again. It's a very popular place. (laughs) It is, honestly. People do love to set, I'm using air quotes, set in like Tennessee, I feel like. Well, I think people really like Franklin because I know a book series that is surrounded around there too. Isn't it like outside of Nashville, but Mm -hmm. more like quiet and rural and, you know. Well, I think it used to be more quiet and rural. I feel like Franklin was like the hipster part of Nashville where all like the young people were going and it was like just really cool. But now I think so many people have moved to Franklin. I think it's still cool. I just think it's I don't think it's considered outside. You know what I'm saying? It's been built up so Mm -hmm. much that I think there's a lot of people there. Wouldn't surprise me. Everything's in Franklin. But setting is a three. Style, also a three. Wasn't very exciting. I gave it a four. Rachel mm. wore her, her normal dresses. I think she looked great. I, I liked her outfits. And I thought Paul looked great in a lot of the clothes, especially when he was wearing like the suit and stuff. I really liked the suit, although I feel like he's definitely worn that suit in a different movie. Oh, for sure. But I do think he looked really nice in it. Mm. It was good. Yeah. Storyline. I gave it a three. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I gave it a four because yeah. I thought that it was funny. I just really, I I really liked this movie. It was like a feel good, funny. The two things that I really loved about this movie, one is so random. The restaurant staff, when she goes on that blind date with that guy and he's just leave, the whole restaurant knows. (laughs) We will give him an excuse for you. She's like, I can do that. And he's like, yes. Yeah. That was pretty funny when she would look around and everybody was just like, girl, you need to get out of here. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I would definitely go back to that restaurant. I would be a regular at that restaurant, seeing how nice they were about it and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Trying to help me out, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I have another thing. What I did not love, but I think was kind of the point, let that guy that she went to the orchestra with say what he said. I would not have sat there for the rest of that. I would have been no. like, 
you need to stop dating people who have kids. If you have such a problem with it, you're a jerk. Yeah. And I would have walked out. <laughs> he was really rude and she was very patient. Like, obviously, she was just trying to be nice. And so she stuck out. Like, I think she had three dates with him. Oh, she did? I thought she dates. only had two. Maybe she only had two dates. The wine tasting and... that she really wasn't that interested in. And then the orchestra, I think, was the second one. Yeah, she really shouldn't have agreed to a second date. And then no. when she did, I don't know. The one part that did make me laugh about that whole scenario was when he was like, oh, I was intimidated by you because your handle on your dating app said MD, like you're a doctor. She's like, oh, no, that's just my initials. And he's like, well, you were probably bored when you saw that I was an engineer. She's like, oh, no, I just thought you were a dork. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> I love. I laughed so hard. He and then he not just turned around. No, he just turned around without a word and walked away. <laughs> She's just following like, I'm sorry. I was joking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. And my last thing that I wrote down that I liked was the daughter storyline. Mm -hmm. Because it was not the quintessential, I'm interested in this boy. He's so cute. He's the nice guy. We're going to get together. She really was interested in the guy who was a jerk to her and realized that her lab partner, who was much sweeter and a much better fit, was the one that she wanted to go to homecoming with. I, I really liked that storyline. I thought it was a good one for young people out there who might be watching. You don't yeah, want the cool I, one. <laughs> I actually wrote down that I liked the teenage relationship best because that one gave me the most, like we didn't see the grandma slash Rachel Boston's mom storyline that much. So there really wasn't a lot to feel from that one. But I don't know. I think Rachel and Paul's relationship was more like grown up funny. And then but like, I don't know. I just had more moments with the teens like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Like, oh, you I, I don't know. I for some reason related to it more, which I guess is terrible since I'm not a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was sweet. It was very, very sweet. I mean, I wrote it down. I noticed it. I mean, I did like Paul and Rachel's relationship. You know, the part where he's like the wink I kind of wasn't following because I wasn't even thinking about it. But like, you know, match.com, you wink at people. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you better go wink back before it's too late. And then she went to do it. And it was like, it's too late. I missed out on the opportunity. And then he like brought her a barometer. So there's this whole part of it. Where she says, oh, you're going to be my barometer so that I can gauge whether a guy's good to date or not. Which was kind of a <laughs> jerky thing to say. Yeah, I heard that and I was like, what? That's kind of, he's standing right in front of you like a good guy. And you're just going to be like, I'm going to judge everyone against you because you're so good. But I don't want you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like to what? say that to your friend and be like, he's my barometer would be one thing. But to like say it to his face, I was like, Wow. Okay. And I mean, I guess the point was, is that she thought he wasn't interested in her. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, we're just friends or whatever. But it still was like, okay, girl, whatever. But then for him to gift her a, an actual barometer at the end and be like, I don't want to be your barometer anymore. I want to be the one that you pick. I thought it was mm -hmm. a good move. Yeah. I thought that was really cute. You know, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm curious to know what their relationship was before this like obviously they knew each other their kids were uh -huh. friends like how much did they hang out did he ever gift her things did he ever send her food to her home 
after she mentioned, oh, I'm really craving this. And then he has it delivered. Like, I feel like he did a lot of things <laughs> that showed he cared for her more than just a friend. But maybe he had always done that stuff for her and she just, it didn't click. I don't know. I felt at some point it was kind of dumb that she didn't. I, I mean, that she was willfully ignoring it. I don't think that that stuff happened before. And the reason is, is because they put in that part about him having the conversation with his son that it was time to move on and he quit wearing his wedding ring. I think at that point he decided, you know what, I better open myself up to it and realized, oh, you know what, I do actually have feelings for her. Even if he may have noticed it before, he wasn't willing to act on it before is mm -hmm. how I took that whole scene. All right. And then... My one random comment is that Rachel says that the most popular cake in the U.S. is pineapple upside down cake. And I want to know where she got that statistic because I actually love pineapple upside down cake. It is my favorite. But anytime I ever mention it, everyone else is so surprised. Like no one ever has pineapple upside down cake. And then she says, it's the most popular. I don't believe it. Most popular... Cake. I thought she was going to say red velvet. That's what I thought she was going to say. Okay, it better most, be red velvet. Okay, the most popular cake flavor in every state. No, we uh, need America. Chocolate, red velvet, carrot, banana is what this is saying. But so then that's she looking said, at countries. Wait, what? That's looking at countries. In countries. Not not the United States alone. Oh, so the whole world. She said in the whole world chocolate's the most popular. Yeah, chocolate was the most popular than red velvet. So I, I do not believe pineapple pineapple upside down cake in america well i feel like pineapple is very polarizing mm -hmm. because i don't like pineapple of and course. it always comes up <laughs> it always comes up as being like oh you don't like pineapple like it becomes this thing and then there's the whole as they mentioned pineapple on pizza debate are you a pineapple on pizza good person i'm not opposed to it like i'll eat it but i don't actually order it it's not my go-to or anything well i i will never do pineapple obviously I don't like pineapple so it was really strange to me that they said that too I was like I don't believe you I really thought red velvet would be the one I think we're right because both of us thought red velvet well and what's funny is red velvet is technically a chocolate cake with red food coloring oh did you, you didn't know that you know I feel like I did but I didn't connect it and then you saying that reminded me so it's like technically the favorite cake is chocolate cake <laughs> anyway you slice it it's chocolate <laughs> Well, puns intended on that one. Yes, because there was a ton of puns in this movie. Yes. With the mention of cake, I think we can rate fall because I gave it a one for the lone mention of the season in it was in their cake. I wrote one pecan pie cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was more than any of these other movies that were supposed to be fall had. So I was like, I'll give you a one. <laughs> and it was basketball season. I know that fall is technically football, but basketball does start in the fall also. Yeah, I'm not it's giving it a two sport. because of that. <laughs> and then I, I rated it. Because and of that, I'm going to change my score. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it doesn't deserve a two. Uh, I gave it a nonsense, but it's a middling nonsense. And I gave I it a love really fall. I really enjoyed it. Well, that's good. At least someone. I mean, I did not enjoy it. I just wasn't wild. Just wasn't your favorite. Yeah. Love and nonsense is hard because it's like you have to pick one or the other. There is no, there's no like in-between score, right? Which you mm -hmm. would probably give it an in-between score if there was something, yeah. but there's not. That's why I gave it the middling. 
<laughs> the middling. All right. So next up is Groundswell. And this one had Lacey Chabert and Hector Rivera. And Lacey's character is a chef in Atlanta whose boyfriend is a jerk and also the chef at the restaurant that she works at. And he pretends that all of her great food is his. And so she quits and goes to visit her aunt in Hawaii, where she meets these two brothers, one of which is a chef and needs her to help compete in a competition. And the other one of which is giving her surf lessons. Anything else? <laughs> nope. Just <laughs> jump right on in. <laughs> I'm curious to know what you're going to give setting. I'm really curious. Well, I gave the setting a five. Okay, good. I again, thought you might we're in not. Hawaii. No, but also I really liked the houses that they had because they were beachfront houses and like whole sides were made out of windows so it could just open up onto the ocean. That's uh-huh. like a dream. I love that. It was that. a dream. I agree. I gave it a five also. Why would you think I would give it less than a five? Because it was not fall. This well, was the that's least that's why fall. I give it a zero for fall, but I know, we're in Hawaii but- still. But I feel like sometimes if they don't fit into your the category, sometimes you're like, eh, well, this time I Hawaii won out. <clears throat> okay, good. Next. Okay. <laughs> Next. We're so weird. We today. have. <laughs> I know it's because we're doing this in the middle of the day. Oh, before I forget, today is Jen's birthday. So oh. wish her a happy birthday. Happy Ooh. birthday, Jen! Yay! We're almost okay. birthday buddies. Yeah, you're really close. Yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Style. I gave it a two. I knew you were going to go down on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you you were not impressed with these movies this week at all. This is a correct feeling. I actually enjoyed a lot of these movies. I have thoughts I, on one, but the I The first gave it set a that we watched was better than this set. I will agree with that. I will, I will agree with that. But I gave it a four for Style. And I really liked a lot of the things that Lacey wore. I mean, not like her swim attire or anything like that. But mm-hmm. then also I specifically wrote down the chef coats. The chef coats were better than the normal white chef's coats. I liked those. Hector was short, shirtless a lot of the time, which did not hurt things. I did appreciate his slow-mo shirtless running across the beach. That was funny and attractive. <laughs> But yet I felt like the man of two. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Lacey was very open about being attracted to him. She's like, this is a good looking man. Yeah. Hello. All right. So for storyline. I gave it a three. Oh, that's higher than I expected. Oh, okay. I just thought What'd you were going to on this movie. I gave it a four. I actually really enjoyed this movie. This is probably gave dating the Delaney's a four also, but they're for different reasons. Yeah, I would. I mean, I gave both of them a three and I think they're on par with each other. These are the things that I really liked. Random things. Number two, two random things I'll start with. I loved that the brother called her Gidget. (laughs) (laughs) That was really funny to me. I was like, this is so random. And his accent was so cute saying it. I was like, that's so funny. And I really loved the music that they picked for this. I know this is not technically storyline, but there was the one that they played that was like the Hawaiian music. And it was like, I felt like it was perfect for what was happening in the movie. And then there was the one with the brothers fight that was happening. And they actually played like real songs. It wasn't just like a score to a movie, you know? Yeah. They played Avril Lavigne's head above water 
when Lacey was finally learning how to surf and being free. That was like my favorite part of the movie, actually, is when she was by herself and surfing. And the song really helped. Music really helps me get into the movies. <laughs> and then they played a We the Kingdom song at the end, which do you listen to them? No, I don't even know who they are. But they I did like are... the song at the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I shazammed it. They're a Christian band, I'm pretty sure. They have a lot of stuff with um, Bethel music. Dancing on the Waves is the song that they played. But well, yeah, I like. I wondered all. if you would know them because they're contemporary Christian. No. My problem is, is I know songs. I do not know who sings them or what the names of them. So even if I did know that song, I probably wouldn't have known who sung it. Yeah. You um, really need to get Shazam like me. <laughs> technically, I think I can just do it on my phone. Like, hey, Siri, blah, blah, blah. What's this song? Oh. And then she'll listen? Wait, Siri's listening to me right now. <laughs> Siri, stop. I wonder if I could do that, because technically I think I'm supposed to be able to say, hey, Google, but it doesn't always work for me. Okay. I don't know. Okay, so the other things that were not random, I loved the brothers' fight. I felt like this fight felt really authentic mm -hmm. to me. I love that he gets so upset. He knocks the picture over. They've already set the precedent that they, they hid letters for each other and then he gets this letter that is not meant for him to be moving on from his wife who has passed away but is exactly what he needed to hear from his wife when he needed to hear it mm -hmm. and I just love that whole thing I loved that they were both I mean I don't know I just really enjoyed the whole thing and how they were dealing with things and the fact that the boyfriend ex-boyfriend shows up and let that man have given my recipe to someone else. I would have punched him in the face. Carrie would have gone over there and snatched him. Like, oh. And I would have told the other people, he gave you my recipe that he's pawning off as his own. Well, Carrie don't they, care. She's here for the drama. <laughs> well, no, it's just so rude. He's been stealing her recipes the whole time. And then you think that you go to somewhere and you're going to give someone else the upper hand with something that is not even your own recipe. This, mm -hmm. this is copyright infringement or trademark whatever i don't know what it is but it's not right <laughs> i mean the first comment i wrote down was ick she's dating the chef which isn't normally my first reaction because we've seen people dating their chef boss before but it um, was creepy in this case he was not yeah i didn't like him you didn't like him from the beginning of this movie which is yeah. kind of the point they were not meant for, for each other but he was especially horrible and i really liked that the person who wrote the reviews was like, I knew the whole time what happened because my phone was still recording. <laughs> so captured yeah. the whole thing. It's like, so. I know the truth. I also liked, so I didn't love this movie, but there were parts I liked, obviously. And I liked that they explained the Puerto Rican culture. Yeah. Of, or history in Hawaii, which I had no idea about. And I assume is true. Like how they came over and how they helped. And I don't know, it was very interesting. And then I also liked this line that Lacey says in the beginning when he asks her, like, have you ever surfed before? And she says, I've seen Blue Crush like four times. <laughs> and that made me laugh so hard. Have you seen Blue Crush? Nope. Do you even know what it is? I've seen, I do know what it is. and But I, I've seen, you know, the turtle surfing in um, Finding Nemo. <laughs> what? They're riding the waves. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, it's a surfer movie with Kate Bosworth and Matthew Davis. And you definitely know who Matthew Davis is. Is he Alaric? Yes, he is. I was okay. waiting for I was like, you want to say it? 
I did not know that he was in that movie, but I did know that that was his name. And so I figured you were talking about him, but I was like, who knows? Because I didn't remember him being in that movie. Well, but he is. Other random things. The chef judges are actually professional chefs. So Lee Ann Wong is a professional and she's actually the one who did a lot of the stylization for the food and everything, which I thought was really good for the movie. It was very pretty filming for the dishes that they made and as they were cooking. So good job, Leanne. And then Katie Lee, the other judge, is also a professional chef, and she's the author of the Groundswell book, which this whole movie is based oh, off of. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I liked their restaurant idea where they have they went in together at the end, and he started up the restaurant in Atl- in Hawaii, and she started up the restaurant in Atlanta, and then they swapped places, and then they're kind of like I guess spending time between each place. I thought that was really cool, especially since, I mean, I don't know who his husband flies for, but Delta's a hub in Atlanta and a lot of pilots live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was good too, that they could switch off. And I feel like he's going to be able to see his husband more being yeah. just not in Hawaii. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea too. Anything else before we jump to fall? Nope, but we can give it a zero okay. on fall already. Yeah, I gave it a zero. And in parentheses, I wrote down, this is a summer movie This was because it is. Movie. And it was rightfully in the right place. It is in August, which is a summer month. This is true. It's just they and shouldn't have, they Walmart. should have just continued summer nights and this would have gotten a five for for sunshines. Yeah, it would have gotten a high score. Instead, they tanked it and it got a zero. And let me guess, you're giving this a nonsense. <laughs> yep, but it's a middling one. Is I didn't hate it. Is it a middling one lower than the Delaney's? It's about the same spot. Okay. I'm giving it a love. Okay. Is it higher than the Delaney's? I think this was my favorite one. Yeah. Oh, okay. But barely. Well. They're loves for different reasons. The last one is the first mahogany entry on the Hallmark Channel. Unthinkably Good Things follows Allison and her two friends, Risa and Melina. They just hang out in Italy for a week, finding love and finding themselves. This has a lot of people. Erica Ash, Joyful Drake, Lance Gross, Jermaine Love, Karen Pittman, Luca Sita. So a ton of people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the setting, I obviously gave it a five because we were in Italy. <laughs> I gave it a five also. I will say, though, she walks out, Risa walks out, and she's like, oh, my gosh, this view is amazing. And the view from the camera angle was not really that amazing. I mean, I have no doubt that it would have been beautiful. But all you could see was, like, the bushes that were on the patio or what. <laughs> I felt like you couldn't even see the, they didn't even show off the landscape in that, in that clip. What, was I the only person who felt this way? I don't know about that clip, but at the end when she says that too, when they're leaving the castle or whatever, uh-huh. I thought this isn't a great view. I mean, it was pretty, it was like green hills, but. Not like what you expect from Tuscany or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. It still gets a five. Um, it, just... it still gets a five. And I really like the vineyard that they went to or that his family yeah. owns or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was very pretty. And I like the university. That was kind of a cool. I'd love to go to university there. Do it, Carrie. <laughs> See you, Stephanie. I'm going to go Bye. pay for a fourth <laughs> degree. <laughs> no, thank oh, you. Yeah. Dial, I gave it a four. I thought everyone looked really nice. And... Some of their dresses were really pretty. And the guys look great. So I felt the style. Um, I gave the style a four also. I really loved their outfits at the very end. 
Some of the outfits mm-hmm. I was like kind of questionable on. I was like, I don't think I'd pick that. But I have that thought a lot. So uh, what's her name? Melina looked amazing in her little silver dress. dress. Yeah, that was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved, loved her hair. Like all the different curly girl hair styles that she went with. Loved them all. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's hair looked great. Everybody was just very stylish. It was a very stylish movie from yeah. Italy to their outfits. So good job. And then storyline, I gave it a three. I gave it a four. I mean, I actually really like this one from the end. Those two. Okay. I thought I was going to score this really low. I'm not going to lie. I started this movie, felt like it was really slow starting at the beginning. I hated the fact that they were all keeping all these secrets from each other. I was like, guys, like you're best friends. Just. And it like, I think if it had been one character that was really hiding stuff back, but it was like all of them. Right. So you don't even know as a viewer what's really going on throughout Um, the vast majority of the movie. I felt like I understood what was going on. They each only had the one secret and two of them at least always knew one of the secrets. So I didn't think that was that big of a deal. I don't know. It didn't bother me very much. Oh, I really didn't like it. But then when they had their fight and it all comes out at the museum, (laughs) I'm here for it. (laughs) That fight was funny because they're obviously trying to be quiet. Mm-hmm. That they couldn't not be quiet because they're like working each other up with comments that they're saying. And then after that, I felt like from that point on, I really liked the movie. Yeah, I think it was a little slow to start because, well, for a second, I wondered if this movie was longer than the other ones because they had so much to fit in. And I understand why they did kind of a prologue type and scene in the beginning because to like show that they were friends when they were younger mm-hmm. and then we like skipped ahead some amount of time they never say they just say present day but i actually don't know that that beginning scene helped anything because okay fine we learned that Allison moved to north carolina with her then husband okay but then melina went to paris and they never really said why she went to paris and then didn't risa say she was going with her and we don't know why and then when we get to the main part of the story in the present time, Paris was never mentioned again, I don't think. Melina just has a restaurant and Risa was in the military and just retired. And that was never mentioned in the beginning either. So it just kind of felt off. I don't know. It didn't seem like it worked. I feel like they should have done a different way to show that they'd been friends for a while. Right. And I don't know what it said to to say that this was like a prelude or whatever to it because I apparently missed that part. I didn't realize, and then I'm trying to fi- I'm trying to play catch up. Once I see present day, I'm like, how long ago was that? And then like later on in the movie, you find out that she had been at NCANT for like I don't know, twelve, 12 years, years or, or something. something. Yeah. So it's at least twelve years, right? Since that was done, and I didn't think they did a good enough job setting that stage that there was such a big gap. Because then they bring up Melina's cancer and it was like three years ago. And I was like, well, was that three years ago? Like, does that mean that that video, that scene we saw earlier was three years ago, maybe five years ago? And it took me a while to kind of figure out until she made that point that she had been there for 12 years. Mm -hmm. That I was like, oh, that's how long it had been. They definitely could have done that better. Yeah, if they even needed to really do it at all, I almost feel like they could have spent some of that time in the present just with a line or two of explaining things because they jumped into everything right away anyway. 
you know, like, oh, Allison's been in Italy for three years and Risa just retired. So I feel like we could have just jumped in and we would have understood that they were three good friends that have known each other forever. Well, yeah. Or, you know, you could have just been like, they could have done one of those montages, Mm, right? Where they kind of show them throughout the years in different places right? Here's us in college at Spelman and here's us at this and here's us at that and whatever. And you kind of see this collage of them throughout the years, which would have caught you up to where they were at current day. I like that idea. I think I think they should have done that because this movie seemed like one that should have had a better intro, like an actual, I always forget what they're officially called, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just showing the title across the screen. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I did love all of the supportive men in this movie. They were all good guys. Very like, I'm going to follow what you want to do. I'm going to help you in whatever you want to do. And I love to see it. Which guy was your favorite guy? It's between Nico the Italian and the guy that Melina fell for, the British dude. Mine is Andre. Which one is he? Oh, Reese's husband? Yeah. He's the one who, uh, the fact that she's like, she finally tells him what's going on and she's like, I need you. I wish you were here. And he like gets on a plane and comes to see her. I was like, okay, you have solidified your, your place in my heart as my favorite. I did love that scene when she saw him, she jumped out of that moving car and ran for him and jumped him. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cute. (laughs) Okay. Now who was your favorite of the ladies? I think I'm going to say Allison just because I feel like I related to her the most. Risa kind of drove me crazy. So I was like, yeah, I don't relate to her. And Melina, I don't know. So Allison. I thought Melina was going to be the one that like when we started, I thought she was going to be my favorite because to me, I felt like I loved her hair. I thought she was like so pretty and stuff. And I was like, oh, I just like her. Like she gives me good vibes, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Risa was my favorite, though. She oh, was, really? <laughs> I felt like she was the comedic relief that, that it needed. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. The story would have been really heavy without her character if her character was not that comedic relief. Yeah, I can agree with that. I just feel like sometimes she just went way overboard. <laughs> I mean, she did. <laughs> but that was what was funny about it. <laughs> it's so funny to me that you like that about her. Because I don't normally like that about people. Yeah, I feel like when they're over the top, crazy, you're like, uh, annoying. Well, I am usually, but that's also in the Hallmark movies where the Hallmark movies are lighter, right? This Mm -hmm. is what, like, I feel like movies and mysteries versus Hallmark have such a distinct personality of the movies that they create that this is definitely more like drama. And I think that's why it didn't bother me as much. Kind of like with Ashley Williams in Two Tickets to Paradise, where I felt like she was like within her zone of like the comedic area. She's mm-hmm. usually really over the top for me, but I felt like the script really carried it. I don't know. That's I maybe it's something like that. Oh, well, okay. that's fine. Like who you like. Fall, I gave it a zero. Me too. Because this was a summer movie. Their clothes were definitely summer <laughs> clothes. Yeah. But I did give it a love. Again, more towards probably the middling, but it's a love. Mine is towards the middling. I went ahead and gave it a love also because I did think once the fight happened, it redeemed itself for me so thank goodness for the fight <laughs> we made it through all right Woo-hoo. that's it our next episode will be a news and nonsense episode that'll be interesting but come find us on social media find us on instagram facebook even though we're not there nearly as much love and nonsense podcast everywhere and subscribe and rate 
We'd love to hear your ratings. Maybe one day we'll share a comment about our ratings, as long as it's good. <laughs> no, we'll share our one-star review. These people <laughs> suck. <laughs> All right. Well, bye. Bye. Bye.